The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International and Music for All. The Archbishop Alter High School Band won the Class A Championship at this year's Bands of America Grand Nationals and was one of the most talked about groups this season. On this podcast, we talk with director Todd Tucker about how the show was created and about how they get their students to perform and engage the audience with so much joy. I joke with the kids all the time. I was like, you're high school kids. All you know is emotion, right? Like, this is what you're great at. You know, I see it every day in the band hall. Like, you know, you are a ball of emotion. Um, But yeah, so many times we talk to them about, you know, this show in particular, I can't tell you how many times we were like, when you get here, there should be smiles on your faces. You know, like when you're performing this, I need you to smile. I need you to project up and, and all of those things. But genuinely, these kids love this music of Stevie Wonder. I mean, this is this permeated our entire summer and fall where, um, you know, we've all done shows where you, you, you sort of listen to the source material a lot. Um, but it never really left these kids. I mean, it was it was every bus ride. It was every um, and, and they discover other Stevie Wonder music. So I mean, it was everything about it was so authentic and genuine in when they are performing and they look joyful and happy. I mean, they, they honestly were. Members at Marching Arts Education can watch the video version of this podcast. There's a link to that video on the Marching Roundtable where this podcast is located. Or just go to the members-only video page at marchingartseducation.com. And don't miss our discussion of this band and their show on our 2022 Bands of America wrap-up podcast, out now at the Marching Roundtable. Archbishop Alter is overjoyed on the Marching Roundtable. podcast is sponsored by FJM, Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their Adjust-A-Cuff and adjust a hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960. Hey there, everyone. Barry Hauser from the University of Illinois and Smith Walbridge Clinics. I wanted you to know that I am a huge fan of the work that Tim Hinton and his team are doing at Marching Arts Education. I recently joined him for a webinar and that webinar along with so many others and a tremendous amount of other resources are located on his website. Now, if you're like me, you are constantly looking for best practices, techniques, and just want to know what others are doing in our activity. I know this information will be super helpful to you and your staff. I encourage you to consider a membership to help support Tim so we can continue providing this amazing information and other resources to our marching community. Thanks so much and be sure to join today.
Hey everybody, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts, here with Todd Tucker, the man of the hour from Archbishop Alter High School. Todd, I haven't talked to you since everything went down at Grand Nationals, so congratulations, Class A champion. Sort of the talk of the weekend. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, good. Um, we are overjoyed. <laughs> nice. Uh, overwhelmed in the best of ways. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just on cloud nine. I mean, it's, it's smiles all around kids, families, everybody at the school. It's, uh, uh, we are genuinely humbled by the attention we have received and it's been, uh, um, it's been a lot, um, but, but we, we welcome it. So, well, I'm so excited and proud and, um, you know, like, I, I just can't believe one of the, one of the texts, like you and I've been texting during this whole thing. I haven't actually talked right. to you, but one of the right. texts you sent me was exactly the same thing I was thinking, which is, um, like it actually went exactly the way we hoped it would go, you know, like, yeah. and, and that's, what's really rare. I've, I've had po whole podcast conversations about this, how we all have these ideas for shows and the way we want the audience to respond, the way we want the kids to feel, and the way they want the music to work and the visual, but it's really unusual it's like a miracle quite honestly if it all actually does that yeah yeah you know we every year we plan uh how we think the show is going to go and there are bits of it that are received exactly like we think um and you know then there are things that you have to sculpt during the season because you're like oh that didn't that didn't pan out let's try this and um this was scripted almost to a T of when we sat down to say, all right, here's what we want to, we think we want this show to be back this time last year, you know, yeah. um, as we were getting into December and January and planning, um, it literally played out as we planned. And that is such a unique feeling because um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't always go like that. We we know things in you know in creative practices like this, things don't go exactly as planned, and then we get to be even more creative. Um, and so this was, I think that's the the hardest thing to wrap my brain around is that um, we planned it and we executed the plan and it worked. <laughs> yeah, actually, all went exactly. <laughs> so, so just to make sure everybody knows, um, I, I am the music arranger and and drill designer. For Archbishop Alter. And actually, Todd, I meant to look this up. Like, I've been working with your band for such a long time. When did I, do you know when I started? So this is year 15. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, so this was the 15th <laughs> show we've done together. Uh, and I've I've been at Alter for 16 years. Um, and, and you didn't do that first year. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, sometime that first year and all the craziness when you, you know, get to a new school, uh, knew that I had to go a different direction for year two with, okay, you know, it's a small, obviously small school, small band. We need something that's very customized. Um, and so, you know, here we are. Yeah, I got connected with you. And, and for many years, I was just arranging the music and sort of helping, you know, we were talking about what the show would be. You were, you're a great drill designer and you wrote for many, many years. And then I guess a few years ago, I sort of decided, I took on the whole role, which I've really, I love getting the chance of writing the music and then also implementing design. So I feel like over every year we've tried different things. The, the program has always been strong, but sort of I've seen this progression, especially I don't know, it feels like the last three, four, five years where everything's really starting to hum along and great things are happening. And so yeah. I thought it would be fun to have this conversation 
um, since we've worked so closely together and, and sort of let people know, okay, well, this is kind of what we wanted to have happen. Here's the idea we had. Here's how it kind of went. Since so many people are talking about the show, um, Todd, I hope that you checked out. We did our, our Bands of America 2022 wrap-up podcast, and I got four of the, the band nerds, those really talented, wonderful uh, people that do the TX Bands uh, blogging, yeah. and they literally watched like pretty much every show the whole season. <laughs> you know, they were yeah, blogging yeah. all the different regionals, and of course they were there at Grand Nationals. So when I sat down with them um, earlier this week, like it's Monday, the Monday after Grand Nationals, I sat down with mm-hmm. them and I said, okay, now each of you, I want you to know, I'm going to, first thing I'm going to ask you is, like, what's the, if you could just pick a show to watch again right now, what would your show be? So I, that's how I started. They were, there were four of them on the line. I said, okay, guys, we're going to go around. And in case anybody didn't hear it, I'm explaining this again. We're going to go around. What was the show? Well, they all had the same. They said, well, you know, we all have the same band. They all had Archbishop Alter. And I have to tell you, Todd, I was really touched by that. Um, that yeah. I can't think of a bigger compliment. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we we always set out, you know, with, with our shows to to maximize everything that we have. And, and our goal is always, I always tell the kids, you know, like uh, you, we're working towards a, a, a standard and of, of excellence. Um, and along the way, there's some victories that happen and you get some trophies and things like that. And that stuff is great. But where we always end up is that when we're done, I really want to be the group that people are whistling the music or they're humming the music. They can't get the tunes out of it, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, the music we use this year or, or, or previous, I want that audience to go, you know, the group I really remember or my favorite group was this group. And, and that's always been our goal. And, and, you know, and again, when that happens, when people vocalize that and say, you were my favorite group. Um, I mean, one, there's like a huge sense of like, you know, humility of like, Oh, wow. That's, but when it, it, it is come, uh, so fast and furious, uh, you know, in the past, whatever, four days, um, you know, I keep telling people, I can't, I can't keep up with my email inbox, my phone, uh, our social media messages. And it, it is, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get the thank yous out as, as quick as I can, because people are so nice and, and, and have contacted me to, to just say, you know, uh, I've got a band like yours and, and wow, that we love that. And, and then of course, other directors that, you know, have bands that are nothing like ours that reach out and, you know, groups that we take inspiration from every year and directors that ha- have been doing this and there are, are just absolute pros that, that I look up to and go, Oh, wow. You know, I, they're doing incredible stuff. Can I maybe try a few things? Like when those folks reach out to you, it's, um, it, it really has been incredible. And like I said, it's, it's overwhelming in the best of ways. So, well, I love it. I know how hard you and your staff work. And I do want to mention that I think you, your staff is so smart. You guys seem to always make the right choices. You know exactly which judges comments to latch onto and sort of decide and try things. And I always feel like here I am, you know, I'm this, this designer guy off in the wings and I sort of give you this product that I hope is going to go well. And then what I get to watch you guys do with it and the changes you make and the way you tweak it, it's so smart. So I do want you to mention your staff. I think, um, they're so smart. By the way, everybody, we are going to sort of talk about a few basics of how the show was designed and how things played out. But first, Todd, I do want you to mention um, your staff is so talented and so dedicated. 
Yeah, and you know, we all us working on marching band and having marching band staffs like those are the those are the unsung heroes where um you know i i stand in front of the group a lot of days but i you know i'm kind of overseeing things you know i'm i'm the project manager if you will and uh and i have my areas where i get to focus and kind of be an expert um but really you know with 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 our color guard staff and our percussion staff and our visual staff and uh, uh, we, you know, we have, um, you know, two, uh, color guards, uh, staff, uh, that are with us, you know, three, uh, you know, Sarah, Whitney and Sam who, um, are really just, you know, we have seven guard members and we have usually two or three people looking at them constantly. Um, you know, on our percussion staff with, with Andrew who writes and arranges all of our music and, um, he's here with us every day for our classes and after school and tweaking things because he wrote it uh and and, and zach our sound guy is also uh you know in with the percussion as well making sure things um sound uh great not only on the field but hopefully you know up, upstairs in the box we work really hard on that um and then you know our visual staff uh, includes one of my former students ben who was here the, like when i got here he was a, an eighth grader gosh that really dates me i don't wow, know how long cool. i want to talk about I love that. that but now now he's back on our staff and he's sort of our our chief uh visual person he's also a brass specialist and 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 my wife lauren uh, is on our visual staff um but i i've got sort of a uh, uh, a secret staff member. I think I mentioned everybody, you know, you never want to forget anybody, but, um, we have, we have one person who kind of guest stars with us once a week. Um, and, uh, I call him my Yoda. I don't think I've ever told him I call him that, but, uh, but you know, Wayne Markworth, um, is so giving of his time and, and is, is local here. Uh, you know, the city of Kettering sits right next to the city of Centerville, Ohio, uh, which has a phenomenal band program that everyone knows about. Um, and Wayne, uh, we call it Wednesdays with Wayne. He comes out every Wednesday and um, hangs out with us. And uh, anything and everything that Wayne says, um, you know, we try. You know, it, like that's that's what we do. It's like, all right, Wayne said it. We're going to give it a go. Um and, you know, Wayne will be the first one to, you know, say, not, you know, not all great ideas are a good idea or something like that. But, but you know, so so he gives us lots of information for us to to try. And, and so uh, between, you know, all of those, uh, you know, folks, we've kind of mastered uh, the kids that stand in front of us, you know, and what they need and how they best learn. And, um, and, and it, it really works, you know, and like, you know, it's probably a fairly large staff for 36 kids. Um, but, you know, we try to provide an, envi an environment where um, those folks want to be here. You know, those staff members um, love being in this environment that we provide, not only working with those kids, but just, you know, as friends, you know, we spend a lot of time together and, and, uh, and it's inevitable that, you know, you're going to uh, form bonds and relationships with them, which only makes the teaching dynamic uh, better. So, uh, you know, our, our staff is just incredible. Yeah, they've done such a great job. And the, and the thing is, you know, I, the thing I love about small groups 
Todd is you nobody can hide, right? Like every single kid, you can see him. Nobody, there's no clarinet back in the back corner of the field that you can sort of hide, and nobody's going to notice. Um, every one of those students has to rise to the occasion. They're on stage and they're being seen every minute. And so, your students. A lot of people talked about the performance level of your students. You could, the the joy was just radiating off, radiating off of them. They're not afraid to let everybody see them and to move. And so, I do want to talk about that. Um, also, at some point, about how you get the students to perform and share that. Yeah. But first I'm going to go back and say, okay, so you, each year we talk about, okay, here's the idea for this year's show. Last year's show was very well received as well as the Chuck Mangione show. It was sort of like very retro. Yeah. Um, and I do want to mention, by the way, that Michael Rayford has helped us with the set design the last oh, two years. And I can't tell you enough how helpful that was last year. He, he gave us this, this big stage, this sort of uh, rising up and down, runway thing and this year he gave us that design that everybody loved with that runway coming off from backstage and I gotta yeah. tell you the, and I'm gonna have a conversation with Michael about this I hope but the first time he sent that to me I thought this is absolutely beautiful and I'm so terrified trying to figure out how to make this work right how to write drill of there's like there's yeah. one entry point and right. one exit point and yeah. how do we how do we do this yeah like, you know the folks have been so uh receptive and and a lot of that is is you know folks that that you know and, and say, hey, you know, I'm working with this group and we could maybe use, you know, some ideas and between, you know, Michael Rayford uh, and Michael James. Yeah, Michael James uh, doing that choreography involved. for that hat dance the second year in a row was a, such a hit. Yeah. Really I, smart. I, I, and I got to think, Todd, like everybody knows these names. These are like people at the very top of our activity. Right. And it's so yeah, wonderful feel, that we've been able to get them to help this group. Yeah, I feel so fortunate that we, uh, you know, we find ourselves, you know, the everything about our activity is, is relationships, you know? Um, and it's, uh, it, it is finding people that you want to work with that want to work with you, you know, creating a good dynamic. Um, and, and when you can do that with people who have such a positive product and yeah. I mean, we feel super fortunate, like, you know, here we are in, uh, you know, in, in the middle of Ohio. Well, okay. Southern Ohio, but, uh, uh and, and we have, these folks that, that are willing to work with us with a band of 36 kids who have resumes that uh, are, you know, creme de la creme of here are the folks yeah. they work with and, and do things for. And, uh, and, and here we are, you know, uh, my 36 kids. And, and so that has been an incredible part of our process of upping our uh, design value and, and, you know, that whole palette that, that we can then lay all of the layers of drill and music on top of it. That part yeah. is, is just you know, been priceless. I'm glad you mentioned that because if, if you're listening to this and you're like, how do I get my small band to have this kind of caliber of help? I, I, he mentioned it, everybody. It's about relationships over years. I mean, here I have been for 15 years. I know these people, you know, these people, we build relationships with them. And then a certain point comes when you can say, Hey, can I have an hour of your time to help me figure yeah. this thing out? They say yes, because you've built that relationship with them. Also, by the way, I want to mention Michael Cesario, who's designing those beautiful costumes, the folks at yeah. Fred J. Miller, who are so incredibly wonderful. They did the, the set, you know, the, the backdrop. So Michael Rayford gave us that great one for graphic, but they did that they did the flags like that whole team at fjm is also like another ace in your pocket they're so talented they're so generous um yeah. and you know so everybody you can get these great people to help you and work with you and put your and help you have this product of this kind of caliber if you've built that goodwill in those relationships and todd you've done a great job yeah. with that yeah i mean the folks at fjm have 
you know, obviously we've known the family there for many years. My wife worked at FJM for many years running their summer clinics. And, um, you know, I've known Michael Cesario for years because I was Lauren's husband, you know, and, uh, (laughs) and, and he was always so kind to ask me how my band was doing. And then as we were designing new uniforms, we, would eventually ask Michael some questions about well, what do you think about design stuff and so um, you know Michael Cesario has been uh, again so valuable to our part of the process because Michael will always tell you what he, what he thinks you know and so I never question when he says I'm gonna put you in this I just say yes because it's gonna work <laughs> but you know what's interesting um, Todd you just said that but I would say the same thing about everybody we've been mentioning you know, like they're very honest. They'll say, this is what I really think, or that's a big mistake, or man, don't do that. All of those people, Michael Rayford, Michael James, Michael Cesario, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these smart people, um, they're very honest. And again, it's because you built that relationship, they feel like they can tell you, and they yeah. know you can handle and, it. And, you know, finding people that are that are experts in 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 that area, you know, I mean, think, I think sometimes – um, you know, uh, as band directors, especially as band directors at small schools, um, so many times you have to do it all. And, and I, I understand that we we have gone through that process here, where um, you are the uh, the brass caption head and the woodwind caption head and the percussion caption head, and you dabble in color guard. I mean, I my first couple of years here, um, it was that way. But as you as you build things uh, and some positive energy where you are, and people want to get involved, you. You know, I hand stuff off to the experts. You know, my staff, uh, you know, there are things that they are so much better at than me. And I know when to stay in my lane and and I'm going to take care of these things. And that doesn't mean that we can't share ideas and I can't say, well, here's the way I look at it. But, you know, they're on the staff for a reason. And they're a huge part of why we're successful. And me letting go of those things is a huge part of why we're successful because, yeah, I can't do it all. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, nope. you know, being the project manager is, is kind of my gig right now of like, okay, I, I can, I can look at everything and take everything in and share ideas with my experts in those areas. And, um, and, and, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna tell me what they think. And that's, that's what we want because that's, that's where they are the expert. Right. But that's one of the things you've learned, Todd, for, for doing this at a high level for a long time is a lot of band directors, unfortunately, hire really smart people, but then don't trust them or, or can't quite, can't quite bring themselves to really do what they say. And I mean, I've been in that situation with many bands and, um, you know, it's been fun to build this relationship with you over all these years. Um, so let's talk about this. We, you, um, you you said I want I think I want to do the Stevie Wonder show like you know we you got into this vibe with these sort of popular a little bit jazzy yeah. um your your percussion ensemble and and Andrew and that whole team are so great at like making the groove happen by the way everybody that is the real secret is that I always say this to Todd every year over and over okay you can play these songs and we can make this work with these small number of wind players if if you can replicate the groove correctly and yeah. and when you're talking about Stevie Wonder that's not the simplest thing, because I've seen a lot of bands try to do Stevie Wonder, but they don't get the right groove coming from their percussion section. So my hat's yeah. really off to those guys. So anyway, you came to me, you said Stevie Wonder, and then we started listening. This is the process everybody yeah. goes through. We start listening, and of course, there are probably 2,000 songs that are fantastic that everybody knows that you yeah. can choose from. 
Yeah, the list, I, I just remember that I, one of the first lists I sent you, you know, it probably had 25 songs on it. it did. And, you know, we're like, okay, we can't play an eight-minute show with 25 <laughs> songs in it. At, oh. at least not not do it any justice. I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to backtrack just a second. But, you know, we did the Chuck Mangione show, and the year that we picked the Chuck Mangione show, I came to you with two ideas. And one was Chuck Mangione, and one was Stevie Wonder. And we we sort of toyed with things and we ended up going with the Chuck Mangione show last year because we were like nobody's done a Chuck Mangione show in forever how refreshing and 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 you know so we ended up doing that and I remember at some point in the process saying well maybe we'll just shelve that Stevie Wonder show for next year and we'll it'll be kind of ready to go um and then sure enough it was my only thing that when it was well, time to talk about and I'll be yeah, honest and I'll be honest with you and tell you that I was terrified of trying to write a Stevie Wonder show because I have so much respect for it. And what I, what, what I was worried about came true, which is that once we had our songs and I started really diving in, I'm like, OK, first off, this is really great, very complex, very sophisticated, very sophisticated music, trying to replicate it with a small group. It was really scary. This is one of the scariest projects that I've ever been in, in, involved with, which is another reason it's so gratifying that it went well, you know, but it was really right. hard. And, and we did narrow down the songs. You said, here's the ones yeah. I really, really want in the show. I said, here's some I really, really want to include. So what I want to tell, make sure everybody understands is that once we got into the music and we started figuring out which songs we want, what, what kept coming to me, and we had this conversation several times, Todd, was it was so joyful. I kept saying, yeah. there's so much joy in his performance, in his voice. There's so much joy in everybody that's playing on every track. Is such a master. And like you just, I would, I would love this when I was working on the music, Todd. I would like, just listen to the bass line. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Like, whoever's playing yeah. that bass is at the highest level. It's exactly the right groove for this moment. Then you listen to the background singers. Then you listen to the guy on the tambourine or whatever it is. It's so incredible. And so we had to try to replicate that but i kept coming away with the idea that it was there was so much joy in the music and in the performances so that's that was sort of our but we got to the you know obviously overjoyed is a song in the show but the reason was we wanted it to, love to make sure everybody knew we're trying to depict joy yeah yeah i i remember the list of stuff we came up with um you know, there's so many great Stevie songs and, and people would always ask me when, you know, when, oh, we're working on a Stevie Wonder show, you know, they want to know, well, does it have this in it and this in it and this in it? And sometimes the answer was no. Like, I can't tell you how many times somebody said, oh, you guys are doing superstition. And I was like, eh, right. we're not right. because it didn't fit the vibe we were going yeah, for. You can't include every great song. But again, if we did every great song, it would have been a 45 minute show. Right. And, and you know, I, I can remember when when listening to all of those tunes um i very selfishly wanted the tune overjoyed in there like I, it was probably one of the first ones um you know it was, it was very high on the list because I, I just remember that song when i was younger you know now i'm going to really date myself um but I, I can remember that being very popular in the in the mid 80s and and i i just I always loved that song whether it was the melody or the chord progression or um, it, something about it seems so sophisticated to me at a, at a very young age. And then when you, that, you know, that was kind of a gateway for me to Stevie Wonder's other stuff, because, 
you know, uh, you know, some of the tunes that we use are are a little bit older than I am, and and so you know, some of his the music of the '80s made me find some of his music from the '70s and the '60s, and so I remember that one. And as we we sort of circled everything around, overjoyed, everything started to kind of fit that vibe of that song, and and we knew that had to be the ballad, and so then it just kind of. I don't know. It all started to make sense pretty quickly of of which tunes we could use as far as what fits right. that right. mold. And as we knew that we were trying to bring joy to the audience, and of course, coming out of everything we've been through the last few years, that seemed like a good idea too. I'm all for joy right now. I'm all for everybody having as much joy as yeah. possible. And I felt like there was so much joy in the music. And the other thing was the thing that I love about Stevie Wonder tunes, as you've sort of just alluded to, is everybody has their favorites, but also. What, what we wanted to have happen, and I don't got, if you're listening to this, everybody, I made sure, Todd, I requested specifically, I said, don't name the songs. I said, tell yeah. everybody we're doing the music of Stevie Wonder. This was really important to me because I mm-hmm. felt like what I want, the, the joyful experience I wanted the audience to have was the next song kicks in and they're like, oh, I love that one. Like, this is kind yeah. of my reaction. And then the next song comes in, you're like, oh, I love that one too. And oh, can you believe they're doing that one? So I didn't want people to know what the songs were going in so that especially we get toward the end of the show before the the tag ending there's lots yeah. of songs that happen very quickly and i wanted people to have that experience of oh that's a cool one and so yeah. I, I love that because i do think that happened for people i think they were like oh yeah i can't wait to see what the next one is and oh i'm so glad they included that one and all yeah. of that is joyful reactions yeah you know some of my favorite moments um that we got to have were were with judges commentary um, that they would, you know, they're listening, many of them for the first time, and and they have those reactions of, oh, I love this tune, you know? And that, you know, for me, I'm like, good, I hope that we play it well and you really love it. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we would get, we would get those reactions, not only from the crowd, but, but from those, um, I can't tell you how many comments we had throughout the season of, of judges commentary saying, um, you know, how much they love that it was a joyful show, you know, and, and you know what, there are a ton of shows out there that everybody has an identity of, of their band and, and, and what they can do and well, what they can't do. And if you don't have that identity, I would encourage you to find that with your band. But what, one thing I know is we cannot do dark, heavy shows, right? I mean, you can't do that with 36 kids. Um, it, it, I've done it and it hasn't worked, you know, and if, if somebody can pull it off, then I'm going to go and I'm going to learn something from them. But yeah, there I've probably is somebody that, that can Todd, but the point yeah. is that you and your personality and your staff's personality and your kids vibe, you are great at this kind of thing. Yeah. We, uh, we sort of found the sweet spot of like, these are the types of shows that work well for us. Um, and they always are, um, you know, for the most part, going to be something that's going to make you smile. You know, it's either it's it's clever, it's joyful, it's uh, whimsical, uh, it's beautiful. You know, all all of those things. Um, that's kind of where we ha- have found our success. Um, most recently, you know, it, it takes a while, uh, you know, to to you know kind of figure out which which direction you know you need to go, and sometimes that changes a little bit each year with because. You know, every year we are the altar marching knights, but every year it is a brand new group. You know, this year, well, right? 
Yeah, and the thing, you, you come to me every year, and I got to tell you, everybody, if you write for a small group, you know this. If you have a small group, you know this. You really have to program to the kids you have. And every year, Todd, like I'm like, okay, who are your stars this next year? You know, like like in the, in the Mangione one, you had this drummer who also could sing, who sort of led the show, and he was... And then this year, you was like, I have this piano guy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so we built that. That's why the piano player, everybody, was on that yellow cube right in the center because he was the one sort of leading that show. And the other thing you said to me, Todd, that I love that we got to include was you said, and you know, this kid loves to play ragtime. You said this to me, you know, he said, yeah. oh, man, he loves to play ragtime. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, OK, we're going to have some ragtime in the show. And so everybody, if you remember yeah. it. In the middle of Sir Duke, we turned that into a ragtime number. It's when the we put the kids on the on the on the runway and they do this sort of handsy, I don't know what you mm -hmm. call it, this sort of vaudeville thing. We just called it vaudeville. Yeah, know? it's our we vaudeville go, moment. Go to the vaudeville section. But the but the exciting thing for me was that the piano kid, the star of our sort of the percussion ensemble, was getting to play this ragtime moment. And so I loved how that made perfect sense in the middle of Sir yeah. Duke. Like, it's not a stretch to include that, but I loved that that was something that was his thing that we got yeah. to put in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Uh, I, I heard somebody years ago, and, and we do this every year, but somebody um, said something about, you know, with your kids, you kind of have to take a talent inventory. And I, talent oh, yeah. is sometimes a dirty word, but a but but you know what are their skill sets that they come to you with already um and some of them may be unconventional and some of them may be you know run of the mill you know uh but that we have to do that every year and you know like this year a great example is uh in our color guard uh, i i have a young lady who's a gymnast she's a great gymnast absolutely um, so uh so we're gonna throw somebody doing some flips uh, on a stage, you know, because that's in, in the skill checklist. I got a kid who can do that, you know, and we'll do the same thing, uh, for next year. We'll go through that checklist of what are kids bringing to the table already that we can let them shine and, and build some moments around that. You know? Right. And that's true so. for every band every year, but it's especially true for smaller groups because you have to really figure out who can we lean on? Who can we really yeah. feature? Who can we build shows around? Um, so I think, so, okay, so let's talk about this other thing is everybody's been talking about the harmonica, right? Team harmonica yeah. is what the TX band guys called it. Um, they found a yeah. team harmonica logo, which is absolutely amazing. So I want to sort yeah. of talk about the genesis of that because there's a great story here, everybody, about how the harmonica thing happened um, and how fortuitous that was. So when we were listening to music, um, to me, the most joyful song was Isn't She Lovely? I, I get sure. emotional just thinking about it because whenever I listen to that, obviously what he's singing about is so joyful to him, but right. you can, it's just palpable. Something about that lilting groove and the way he sings it. And then, so, but then he, he plays that harmonica solo and everybody knows it. And, and I was just listening to it as I was working on this. I was like, there's a really big moment. The, we have to do this harmonica moment. And I knew in my head that's where I want to do the hat dance. Because we had this very popular hot hat dance at the beginning of the Mangione show. And I was like, that's perfect. There's this, the groove is happening in the percussion ensemble. If you can make that really groove. And then if you can have, if we could have a harmonica, hopefully a real kid playing a real harmonica. And then right. I had this image of them doing this sort of 
Fossey Madison Scoutsy kind of. That's what I told Michael yeah. James. I was like, it's sort of Madison yeah. Scouts, it's sort of Fossey. It's a little bit of blue coats and all this. He knew exactly what I meant, of course, because he wrote it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I had this idea. Now originally, Todd, I don't know if you remember this. The first draft of the show it was early in the show. It was right mm-hmm. after Sir Duke, and I put She Lovely right there, and we were mm-hmm. going to have that whole thing happen. Well, obvi- as everyone can clearly realize, that turned out not to be the smartest idea. Later, I, was, I realized this has to be. A tag. It's like it's like the show finishes, and then we have a a tag, a joyful extra yeah. finale, and that's the way it ended up going. All right, so now I'm going to let you tell the story of the harmonica because you had your the alto sax player was working on yeah. its harmonica, right? Yeah, yeah. So my my saxophone soloist in the show, his name's Steven, and uh, and he like the, he will do whatever you ask. He's he's gangbusters for for anything, and so. I had mentioned to Steven, I said, there's uh, there's an opportunity where we want to put this harmonica solo in there, but it would mean you playing saxophone solo and then picking up harmonica and playing harmonica solo. And and so uh, I said, are you game to learn some harmonica? And he said, absolutely. Uh, and so we looked into buying a chromatic harmonica, you know, at the school because, you know, he had you know, one, I think that was just kind of laying around. I said, well, um, do some listening and, you know, do some transcribing, you know, you can do it on your saxophone at first and, and then we'll go from there. And, and Steven was just really kind of excited to do that. Uh, and then as we get new members, we have our new member meetings and everything, and we get kids that are interested in joining us. Um, I have a, a, a freshman this year that's coming in and he, he plays, uh, piano and guitar are kind of his main instruments. Um, and uh, so he was going to come in and, and we could use a guitar player. We have a piano player and maybe we use you playing piano somewhere, but um, you know, the guitar part would be really great for this show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was excited when you called me and said, I have this kid that's really great on guitar. And I was like, okay, that's going to really help us create these grooves. Right. Because yeah, when you listen yeah. again, everybody, if you go back and really study these Stevie Wonder original tunes, there is all these levels of virtuoso, just yeah. the right groovy thing added. So anyway, so you find this kid, keep going. And, and at some point when we did our show reveal, you know, I, I, let the kids listen to the MIDI version of this. We tell them here are the uniforms and and all of this. And at the end of of our show reveal, you know, kids kids are all excited and and we have a little reception and they're you know everybody's kind of packing up and leaving. And and uh, and Moses is his name. His family uh, came up and they said, well, you know, you know, Moses plays a little bit of harmonica. He he did some blues camps and stuff over the summer. Um, so, you know, he, he could probably do something like that. And I said, that's awesome. It wasn't 24 hours later that Moses went home with his already, he had a a chromatic harmonica. He learned that solo note for note, sent me a video of it and was like, here's this. So then I had to go back to Steven and say, Steven, um, right. Right. You know, you're not fired, but, um, (laughs) You don't have to learn the harmonica solo because this kid just played it, um, and so it was. Uh, it, it was, you know, of course, Stephen was great about it. He's he's a model citizen and just a gung ho uh, leadership kid in in the group, and you know, he was fantastic on on saxophone, and and so uh, it was cool to get to feature both of them. And, 
Yeah, but it was amazing to me, Todd. Like, it was incredible. Like, you're, you're like, this guy's like, we have this ringer harmonica who had like studied it. And, and that's the thing everybody said when we got to that moment. I think the reason it really, really worked was because he was able to play it in exactly the right style with all the inflections that we knew from Stevie. And yeah. it worked so well. And people just, loved it and again this is my favorite moment because that was our like dream like when we first started talking about it and we said let's end the show let's do this dance let's have this harmonica moment we never dreamed that we would have this student who's like this ringer who can totally pull this off and i feel like that's the part where the joy went through the roof you know when the, when you yeah. really had the audience and everybody was so happy that that moment was happening musically yeah i mean you know every show when we once we added, you know, the as we layered the show together, once we added, um, you know, uh, I just called to say I love you. When that ends in the show, that sounds like it's the end of the show. Yeah, it's and, supposed you know, to. It was, you, you crafted it that way beautifully. And um, and it would have been enough to just end there. Uh, and people would have, I mean, the show still would have been a huge success. But it just after that just goes over the top with you cannot help but love the fact how authentic um, and and just how like our, our kids were so great with um, I mean they loved this music uh, and you can I think see that in 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 all of our performances even early season to late season but like these kids I mean this they just lived this show and uh and when they get to that part I had one of my guard members tell me the other day um and I didn't know this but she said you know every time we get to um isn't she lovely and you know they're doing some little guard features during that too and she goes every time we get to that I tear up a little bit and and she said because it's just it's just so emotional like and and we had that response from Tim, yeah. we made so many people cry that it was, I, I really thought, I thought like we're doing all the right stuff here, but there were so many people that once we got to that part of the show, the emotional response was just incredible when that show would finish. Right. Um, and, and, and it was from our kids and it was just the most authentic thing that you want music to do, which is, um, just absolutely communicate to everyone that how special that moment was. And our kids felt it, and there were audience members that would feel it. Um, there were folks on the sideline at BOA the other day, poor Cam Stasa. I made her cry, I don't know how many times this this year. And, you know, she was like, you did it again. Um, and, and, and it was just, uh, I, you know, again, you, you plan those moments out in your show, and then when you see that effect, you know, right. When you see, right. That, well, I'm emotional just sitting here listening to it, but, but Todd, I got to tell you, like I have this every year I have, I get, you know, I'm like a lot of designers. Like we get very invested in it. And you, as, as you're putting yeah. a show together, you have, I can't tell you how many times I've had this idea of like, this could be such a moment, you know, like you craft it and you write the music and mm -hmm. you figure out how it's going to be staged and you, but it's like most of the time it doesn't turn out. You know what I mean? Like most of the time that I've right. had these, these very, I, I can get emotional when I'm writing a show, imagining, okay, this is what this could be. And I have to tell you for this show, when we got to that harmonica moment and I knew it was going to be staged with the dance and the 
hats and the whole thing. I thought this, I had that thing, like this could be one of those really special moments, but yeah. you and your staff and especially your kids really made it work. And the audience responded the way, just yeah. the way we hoped, exactly the way that we hoped. And it's so gratifying to me as a designer to have one of those moments really work. Um, and and yeah. part of it's the music, part of it's the way that where it was in the show. But mostly, I think it's because Stevie Wonder's music, and especially that song at that moment, is so joyful. And you can't listen to it without feeling that. And so the fact that your kids were embodying that and bringing that to the field. You know, Todd, so many people said... What a perfect way to end the week of Grand National. Seriously, like yeah. they have finals and then everybody had this joyful moment. It's exactly what we want the activity to be. So to me, it's one of the most gratifying yeah. moments of my whole career that we actually were able to pull that off. I want to ask you about how do you get your students to do this? How do you get them to be so unafraid, to be willing to be vulnerable and show their feelings and share those emotions with the audience? All band directors want their kids to do this. How do you yeah. get this small group at Alter to do this? Uh, I will tell you, it is... Uh it's not easy. You know, I mean, I, I joke with the kids all the time. I was like, your high school kids, all you know is emotion, right? Like this is what you're <laughs> great at. You know, I see it every day in the band hall. Right. Like, you know, you are a ball of emotion. Um, but yeah, so many times we talk to them about, you know, this show in particular, I can't tell you how many times we were like, when you get here, there should be smiles on your faces, you know, like when you're performing this, I need you to smile. I need you to project up and, and all of those things. But genuinely these kids love this music of Stevie wonder. I mean, this is, this permeated our entire summer and fall where, um, you know, we've all done shows where you, you, you sort of listen to the source material a lot. Um, but it never really left these kids. I mean, it was, it was every bus ride. It was every, um, and, and they they discover other Stevie wonder music. So, I mean, it was everything about it was so authentic and genuine in when they are performing and they look joyful and happy. I mean, they, they honestly were, I mean, yes, there are times where like, okay, we've done the hat dance here for the hundredth time today, but I'm going to need you to smile a little bit bigger on this Wednesday <laughs> when it's hot outside, you know, like, yes, that, that stuff happens. But I will say this about our kids and um, they always show up when they put on their suits always. And that sometimes scares me. And that's the thing I always am on them about. I'm like, you, you cannot wait until you put on, we call it the super suit, you know, to, to perform like that needs to happen every day. Um, and they're really great at performing on, on the lot outside. They really are. Um, but there's something pretty magical about when they get dressed up that they always come through, they smile a little bigger. They, you know, the, the performance comes out of them, but it was magnified this year for sure. Like it, it there was, just something so different about how they um, received the show, how they thought about the show. Um, you know, we don't do a, a lot of sitting around and, and talking about, well, how does this make you feel? You know, it, I, we were all very genuinely just like thrilled to play Stevie Wonder's music every day. Um, and none of it, none of it is, 
you know, those are all songs I loved before I did a marching band show with them. And they will be songs that I love after. Uh, and we've all been a part of shows where I never want to hear that song again. You know, you play <laughs> Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And, and you're like, if I, if I never hear that again, that would be fantastic. Um, this just was, there was something so special about um, every piece of this show. And so everything you see from those kids, you know, I, people said, well, they just look like they're having fun. And they're, it's so genuine. You can feel that coming off the field. That's a hundred percent. That's all them. That's, you know, the, I, you know, I, I don't want to say that, they weren't performing. I mean, they, that's, that's who they, that's what they well, felt like at the time. Right. But what so I, it was an easy to bring out of them. Okay. But I, what I want to say, um, Todd is that everybody asks me all the time. They, I, the most popular podcasts we ever do are how do you build that band culture of excellence? How do you get your kid? Yeah. How do you build that culture? We all want that culture. You have built a culture at altar that allows this to happen, that somehow they understand, the members of your band understand, and they pass it on to the next year's new members. This is who we are. We're not afraid to perform. We're not afraid to show that we're having fun. We're not afraid to share that emotion with the audience. That's something to be really proud of. And I think a lot of people are going to be interested in, in hopefully hearing this conversation because, I hope, because I want to share that with them. Like, figure out what's important to you. And just yeah. teach it every year. Build it into the DNA of who you guys are. This is definitely, I could, I would say the whole, if I've been doing this with you 15 years, which is awesome, um, this has been in the sauce the whole time. It's just, I think it gets more stronger and stronger and stronger. And then when we get um, a vehicle like this that works so well that we love the music and everything seems to be working, then it just supercharges that element yeah. of your group. And I think that's what the audience responded to. From the very beginning, people were talking about this show. Um, and, and I just, again, I'm so happy for you and your students. Um, your percussion section managed to replicate and play all those very difficult, varied grooves. Like my hat is yeah. off to all those performers and Andrew and your whole team. Your, your winds players, there's not a lot of them. They all have to play every note well. Um, and they do. And you have guard members who are every year are brand new and we're asking them to, yeah. you're asking them to do these incredible things. They're right out there on this stage where nobody, they can't hide. Like I feel yeah. like your whole team, somehow makes these miracles happen every year. And I'm just happy that this year everybody got to see it and enjoy it. And, um, and I have to tell you, Todd, as you said, I'm not sick of this music yet either. Like I could put on, is it she, like, yeah. like a lot of times I, 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 I will admit this, everybody, a lot of times I will work hard on a pop tune for some show and I never yeah. want to hear it again. It'll come on the radio. I'll change it. And I can tell you yeah. that with these Stevie wonder tunes, I'm not sick of a single one of them. By the way, from the very beginning, I wanted the show to start with boom, 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 boom. Like from the yeah. very first yeah, day you talked about Stevie Wonder, I was like, well, we have to start with that. You know, and so I love yeah. that we could end with that same tube of kid. Like all, all the pieces of it just worked. Yeah, it, it really did. Yeah. You know, talking about the, the culture of the group, I think this is a this is a fun fact for me. And a lot of hard teaching went into this year. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, we have 36 kids. And 21 of them, this was their first year with us. You know, they're, they're wow. either, uh, they're either a freshman. We have a couple of eighth graders. We have one seventh grader. Um, and then we have a, a couple of kids sprinkled in there who might be, a, they're new to us and they're a sophomore, but you know, 21 of those 36 kids. So we knew the culture part of what we do 
um, was first and foremost, because if we just get in the room and we start going, all right, here's some technique, because we're going to play long tones, we're going to do this. We always start with the culture part of the puzzle is always woven in. Um, and it was even more so this year because uh, we were, you know, the, the older members were outnumbered by the younger members. And so, um, you know, I think one of the hard things in any band organization is um, teaching the, the new members why you love this organization and why you want them to love it. That's, that's hard because, you know, our older students have so much uh, history with, with the group and they want the new kids to just fall right in line and do everything correctly and love it. Um, but we, we gotta, we gotta mold that culture a little bit every year. And so, um, so we do spend a lot of time on that. Um, and it, and it happens a lot in, in those band camp stages and those post camp things where, you know, we do a lot of things talking about communication and relationships. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's some music education that happens, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of just like, this is how we talk to each other and this is how we treat each other. And, and that's important. And I always say to him, the band that plays together plays together. And so if, if you can't play nice and have these relationships and, and have this culture, um, then the other stuff's not going to happen very well. Um, at, at least you, you can't maximize it. And, um, and so that was, you know, and, and that, that followed through the rest of the season, you know, there are things we do, um, off and on to, to just, um, remind the kids that who we are to each other, you know, sort of is more important than what we do on that field. Um, because that field is a couple hours every day and an eight minute show. Um, but how we treat each other and how we talk to each other and that culture that we, um, you know, uh, create here in the band hall, if, if I can get that to stick, then, you know, I always tell them, then, then you're going to be okay. Like you'll probably get a job and keep a job someday, whatever that might be. People are going to want to hang out with you and work with you. And so, so it is very important in our process. And, and there are lots of, there are lots of great people that I've stolen things from to, to kind of weave into how we build our culture. Um, and, and so that, uh, this year more so than others, uh, because of, of, of how young the group was, um, there was a lot of, a lot of time spent on that. And then there was a lot of hard teaching, you know, of, of, of technique and, 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 and how we do things. Um, but, uh, if, if you set up that culture, right, then, the teaching piece of the puzzle uh, will fall in line every time. So, Well, you're doing such great work. I'm so happy for you and your whole band family, and I'm so proud to be a part of your team and part of your band family. It means so much to me. And um, this show is really special to me from the very beginning. And I just, it's one of the great joys of my professional career is that this show went so well that so many people responded to it, that we were able to share that joy you know, Todd, as we said, that's what we wanted the audience to get. The joy of the music, the joy from the performers. It really actually happened that way. So I'm so proud of you. And please, you know, please tell again to your students, they made this happen. They brought it to life. They worked so hard. I'm so glad that they got that love back from the crowd, from their friends, yeah. from their families. Like they know that they were, their work was appreciated and they will take that with them. They'll remember that the rest of the yeah. lives. 
that's you know we we were in warm up uh, before the exhibition. Um, by the way, when we were in warm up, Carmel was um, across uh, the warm up from us, so they're across the court and wow. while we're doing physical warm up and uh, and Carmel's warming up and they sound incredible. Um, and you know, there's this just real surreal moment of um, you know all these fabulous bands are going to go play um, out there, and then we're going to play. <laughs> and and I, and I told them, I said, you are going to remember this for the rest of your life. And I said, because I'm going to, I'm never going to forget it. Um, you know, and there was a moment during the show uh, at some point, I, you know, of course, you know, I'm still the band director. And so I'm watching the kids perform. And But I had to take a moment during that exhibition run and just turn around and look at the audience and take that in for a second and go, this is pretty incredible. You know, there, there are bands... You know, I, there are so many bands like us across America that are small schools, small bands, and and um, and they don't get recognized for the incredible work that they do. And and we found ourselves in the very fortunate position that um, our 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 luck and our success and our skill, everything kind of lined up, um, and we got that moment. And 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 to just uh, you know to just take that in and to watch those kids and to watch the crowd. And, um, you know, I, it, it, it was, it was so special. And, um, you know, of, of all of the things I've done so far and things that I will go on to do, um, that moment right there is never going to leave. It will, it, it will be right there at the, that was it. It was, it was perfect. You know, we, um, we did everything we wanted to do and it got received exactly the way we wanted it. And uh, we just couldn't have asked for any more. So, well, a lot of hard work went into that, but I'm so, so happy for you and your students and your whole band family. And listen, everybody, Todd, I would say this, like you showed everybody what's possible. You know, you don't have to yeah. have a million kids and all the money in the world and whatever to make great, great experiences for you, your students, the audience, for everybody. You did a lot of things. Well, pretty much most everything went right this year, but um, I'm so, so happy for you. And I'm glad that you can be an example to everybody um, what's possible. Uh, if anybody has any questions for me or Todd, please reach out. I'm sure we'd be happy to answer them. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Todd, I just felt like people might be interested to hear us reminisce a little bit about how this all happened. And I'm really yeah. happy for you to share the information about how you're doing all these things you're doing. Congratulations. Uh, what thank a successful you. season. Congrats to you and your kids. Thank you very much. And thank you for your incredible arrangements and drill. I'm so, so happy to be able to be a part of it. So thanks. Make sure you hear our 2022 Bands of America wrap-up podcast out now at the Marching Roundtable. Some of the team members of TX Bands share their favorite shows and favorite moments from Grand Nationals and the entire season. Thanks again to Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable for their support of the Marching Roundtable and for sponsoring the entire BOA Today podcast series this fall. We hope you'll become a member at Marching Arts Education so you can get access to every one of the over 1,100 podcasts, plus hours of video interviews and webinars. A few great ideas from those doing great work in our activity could be all you need to take your group to the next level. This is your host, Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. You can always reach me at beastofthemarchingarts.com. And thank you so much for listening.
If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.